2018 was an awful year to me. 2017 was an awful year to me. 2016 was an awful year to me. The matter here is not the total absence of happiness, joy, love, and other good things that happened. I'm not ignoring, diminishing, or underestimating their value. But I'll not talk about them here because I talked about them when they occurred. You can see that on my social media. The matter here is that during the last three years, all of the transformative experiences I lived were awful. But 2018 was the worst of all. In the same way, 2017 was worse than 2016. 2018 was the worst of all, not just of the aforementioned last three years, but of all the 28 years I've lived so far. I literally started 2018 with the end of a three-year-long relationship from a mutual and peaceful decision. In the middle of the first semester, I followed suit with a meteoric passion that ended after five weeks, badly and litigiously, although with mutual agreement. At the start of the second semester, I lived through another breakup of a four-year-long relationship, peacefully, but from an unilateral decision made by the other person. In the middle of the second semester, my country screamed and yelled for the whole world to hear how much it hates me through a distorted and litigious election process. I ended the year leaving the most extreme experience of my life up to this point, the materialization of the hatred shown in the polls. Exactly a week after the second round of the Brazilian presidential elections, at three in the morning of the 5th of November, I suffered a homophobic murder attempt. Five boys grabbed me, I was completely alone, at a bus stop in the central region of the city of Sao Paulo. Simulated a robbery, threw me on the ground and kicked and punched only and exclusively my head while they called me faggot and little sissy. I survived because their own cowardice was bigger than the act of cowardice they were practicing against me. At the smallest indication of someone walking on the other side of the street that could see what was happening, they ran away. The courage and masculinity, even in a group, turn into wind on the feet of those who don't want to face the consequences of their actions. As quickly as I was able, I got up and started to think about what I should do while I cried, bled, and paced around. The bus I was waiting for arrived shortly after, and I asked the driver for directions to the nearest police station. I breathed as well as I could and fixated on the task at hand. Get medical assistance, 
I walked back to where I originally came from. The plaza opposite Love Story, which is a club, where there's always cops watching the area. While on my way, I walked past a few people, but none of them offered me help. I cannot believe I'm gonna have to trust a military policeman. Was what I thought just before I asked a couple of cops for help. They treated me as if I was a passing person asking for a simple piece of information. As if nothing had happened to me or was happening since I was literally dripping blood. They offered me a quick ride to the hospital. And quick it was. They dropped me off in front of the hospital and scrammed, not even waiting to be sure I got inside. So I got inside, asked for some directions, and got medical assistance. During the many waiting hours between the stages of the care I was receiving, I ended up spending a total of 14 hours at the hospital. I was juggling a lot internally, trying not to lose my clarity of mind, trying to deal with the general physical discomfort and impact of the whole ordeal and the urge to simply lay on the floor and sleep. By then, I had woken up more than 12 hours before, trying to cope with the pain, trying to control my crying and urge to scream and howl because I was in a hospital with other people and couldn't let my suffering to worsen theirs. All the while this was happening and I made an effort to cry without making noise, I realized that I was not a victim of a violent robbery. All of my objects were still with me including my backpack that could have been easily taken from the moment they threw me on the ground. Smartphone, wallet, headphones. It was all with me and untouched. It wasn't a robbery, it was hatred. I'd been hated. The notion that I had in fact suffered a murder attempt only formed three weeks after the fact. After some friends pointed it out to me and I went through a completely devastating process of admission and realization. They tried to kill me because of who or what they thought I was. They don't know me. They don't know my name. They have never seen me before. They don't know who I am. Still, The image of my strange person they saw and interpreted on the street was enough to make them want to kill me. The election of their fascist president. A little hello to my cousin who voted for him. Gave them validation and permission enough for them to act and actually try to kill me. I wasn't a person. I was a bleeding scarecrow. And to them, I had to bleed until I bled no more. I had to scream until I screamed no more. I had to fight back until I moved no more. But I'm hard-headed and I survived. To survive is to deal with the consequences of the actions of our torturers. They ran from what they did. I don't have that choice. I'm gonna go 
through years of identifying the layers and weight of the meanings of this single fact. Some good, some bad, some more complex than that. They took me my right to the city. They took me my right to free transit. They took a piece of my mental health. They tore up my social tissue. They took away a hopeful illusion about civility. They broke my national identity without any chance of recovery because now I'm the one who doesn't want it. They showed me I'm not alone. They showed me I'm hated. They showed me I'm loved. As a bonus, they took away the very small trust I had on the great press. Two journalists contacted me. I responded with disposition and they simply stopped replying. A TV news program that I took part in and spent a whole day filming only to get cut out of the final edit that went to air, showing that the sensationalism and the pornography of the violence I suffered is only valuable to the private TV stations that openly supported the elected president if it's not accompanied by my ideas and my identity, nor by my mother's political views and social conscience, not by my lawyer's sense of community and human rights activism. And that's why I convinced myself that I couldn't not write something about this on my terms and with my skills. I'm a broadcaster and I have many ways of transmitting my message. This story is mine and mine only and I'm the one who's gonna tell it. This experience is a complex one. I have to deal with it, but I can't let my whole life be led by it. I must welcome all the care, love, and support that people sent my way because of it, but I have to deal with the fact that there are also reminders of what happened that affect me in many ways. I want to reply to the more than 300 people that reached out to support me, but I was not yet able to because the energy to deal with the triggers and memories is unstable. I know that maybe I'll still have to retell this story many times, but I don't want to relive it every time someone asks me about it. I have to try and see the positive outcomes of the situation, but I don't have to keep trying to extract something good from a murder attempt, like it's an obligation because it only makes more difficult for me to accept the fact that I will never be able to forget the day I became a number. May 2019 be better. Please. Hello, I'm Cairo Braga. Thanks for listening to an entry from my music journal. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under the username Cairo Braga. C-A-R-O-B-R-A-G-A. Cairo Braga. I'm also on Twitch under the username Cairo Braga 90. You can listen to and acquire my officially released music on all main digital platforms and also on Bandcamp, Jamendo, Resonate, and the Internet Archive. 
If you want to talk to me about anything, then message me on social media or send an email to cairobraga at cairobraga.com. Again, that's C-A-I-R-O-B-R-A-G-A. Until we meet again, goodbye!